The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Coming to you from the betting deck. Don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. Hey, what's going on? Q here, Netbook Wagering, sitting alongside Smitty. We got a, a jam-packed short episode. We got uh, Thanksgiving weekend, so uh, we, we want to get a little show out here. We, we got a couple games um, for Thanksgiving slate. We got a guest on today, so that's huge. Um, he's going to be talking some college football playoff as that's going to be dropping tonight. There's definitely going to be some changes. Uh, then we'll kind of break down some of the big games that will have college football playoff Um implications heading into next week's ranks and then uh, we'll kind of finish off and see what he thinks about um, a couple of Thanksgiving games so without further ado Tim how's it going Tim Murray here from VEASAN what's up fellas good to be on again always always we love having you on it's uh it's always a good time so let's just jump right into this um a lot of a lot of last week and this week a lot of college football implications right so we saw Everybody, the public was on Utah, and and it came true. I mean, Utah handled Oregon, which I I said on the show. Somebody said on the show, um, you know, I think they were an overrated three, so they're they're done. One loss done. So now we're sitting, and we have a massive game: Michigan, Ohio State. Uh, that's pretty much going to take care of the Big Ten as well as um, one of the four teams in the college football playoff. Uh, we've got another huge game. Um, you know, I think Cincinnati's playing every huge game. Yeah, I think for them, um, kind of what's your opinion? Oh, and then we have Alabama, um, Alabama and Auburn. So give me your thoughts with the, the polls dropping tonight. Who do you think's moving down? Who should move up? Should anybody jump over anybody kind of heading into these big games this weekend? Yeah, I would imagine uh, Ohio State's going to jump up to two uh, after dismantling Michigan State. And I think it if that happens, I think it allows the committee a little more wiggle room uh, to drop Alabama out potentially if they were to lose to Georgia, uh, if someone like Oklahoma State or Oklahoma uh, ran the table, more so Oklahoma State than Oklahoma, in my opinion. But uh, that would be the uh, that would be the the one kind of big domino. Um, you know, I saw a couple people speculating, and I guess it wouldn't be crazy uh, to see Michigan jump to four uh, over Cincinnati. Um, but I, I would think Cincinnati with their performance against SMU should move up to number four. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're locked in at four. I think certainly there are a couple things that could happen that could be uh, detrimental to Cincinnati's playoff hopes. But, uh, you know, the big domino to fall, as you hit on, was Oregon losing. So the Pac-12 is done. The ACC is done. Um, and, the Big 12 is still alive. It's on life support a little bit. I, I do think Oklahoma State guys sitting there at nine, I think they'll rise. I think the committee is going to try to keep them afloat as much as possible. Uh, they'll probably talk heavily about how good their defense is. You know, they're up, uh, you know, shutting out Texas Tech this past weekend, 23 to nothing and how dominant that was. So I, I think that's something you'll hear, hear play, played up uh, by the committee to keep them alive because – Look, if Oklahoma State runs the table to win over Oklahoma, they are a short favorite this weekend at home. 
And then they'd probably play Baylor. Baylor has to win uh, this weekend. And, uh, and, and, you know, they'll be a favorite in that situation and, and would win that again. So uh, I think Oklahoma state still has a shot. Uh, you know, my assumption is if Oklahoma state and Cincinnati run the table from here on out and Alabama loses to Georgia, I think we'll have Oklahoma state rise up to three Cincinnati before Ohio state two and Georgia one, if that's the playout, but Hey, it's been a unpredictable college football season. So who the hell knows what's going to happen these last two weeks? So, Tim, I've been I've been critical the last couple of weeks. And, you know, you're critical when your own father calls you and he's not even a Cincinnati fan. <laughs> and he goes, man, oh, man, can you give Cincinnati a break? So my thing with Cincinnati. Now, you said it very well. They played extremely well last Saturday against SMU. I did not think that game was going to be as bad as it was. But I've been really the last couple of weeks saying you know, the game against Navy, very close game. Navy had the ball, you know, driving, just couldn't, that could have tied it. Um, then Tulane, Tulane, I think, was down to their third quarterback. Defense has been just giving up a lot of points. Cincinnati couldn't pull really away from them until really late. Then you had the Tulsa game, which if Tulsa, the quarterback would have dove in, maybe heads head first with the ball, they're going for two. I've been just saying not the greatest conference, tight games. Maybe look at a Michigan if they keep winning Notre Dame. I know you'd be very happy. But uh, just what – can you back me on that? Did those three games, maybe like you said, maybe Michigan leapfrogging them here tonight, could that, could that have been it? Yeah, I mean, I think you, it wouldn't be surprising uh, if Michigan leapfrogged them. But, um, you know, just basing off of what we've seen, I think if Michigan loses – uh, to Ohio State. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, Michigan and Ohio State's going to take care of itself. So the dominoes, like I said, just keep falling their way. And, you know, for Houston, um, they have, or sorry, for Cincinnati, they have Houston uh, remaining there. And that's huge. You know, for H- for them, Houston keep on winning. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where they are tonight. Uh, if they can get up inside the top 20 by the time that game is played, stay in the top 25. Then they would have two uh, top 25 wins and, you know, arguably the, the most important win. Well, I guess that's not true, but when it's all said and done, it, it'll play itself out and there'll be more important wins, but you know, the win against uh, Notre Dame continues to look good, better and better. Um, and uh, that's, that's kind of what they're holding their hat on, obviously. So yeah, the, the three games that they played, you know, it's funny. We talked about it on, on my show um, and people think that Cincinnati's being disrespected and I actually think they're being incredibly respected by the committee because, you know, you have those three close games and you're getting the benefit of the doubt of being number five. I think it's, you know, telling, I mean, look at Oklahoma prior to their loss guys. I mean, the committee wasn't respecting Oklahoma. They had more respect for Cincinnati than they did Oklahoma. So, you know, I actually think Cincinnati's getting a lot of credit uh, so far this year. And I know everyone's, you know, a lot of those people, they want to see Cincinnati in. And I, I think you're going to get it. I do. I, I think at the end of the day, unless, I mean, obviously the worst thing that could happen for Cincinnati would be Alabama beating Georgia and Oklahoma State winning out. If that scenario plays itself out, Cincinnati's out. I think Oklahoma State gets in. And I, there's no doubt. I mean, Georgia's getting in no matter what, unless somehow they lose to Georgia Tech this weekend as three million point favorites. And God, Georgia Tech is awful. Uh, and then they lose to Alabama. It's just not happening. So, look, Georgia is in. 
with a win this weekend, no matter what happens in the SEC championship. So, uh, and I've been saying that all along, I, you know, Cincinnati has had to have a couple dominoes fall their way. The PAC 12 eating itself is huge. That was number one. They obviously have to go undefeated. Uh, and then they need Alabama to lose to Georgia. And then I think they're, they're in pretty good shape, but obviously they got to take care of their own business. And to your point, you know, them beating Cincinnati, the way that they did, or sorry, SMU, the way that they did was, was really reassuring and something that we needed to see uh, because we've all been waiting. Okay. When are you going to see that game? The Tulsa game was disconcerting the Navy game, et cetera. But that SMU game was impressive. They got to do it again against Houston. They got to look the part. They got to beat Houston comfortably, which I don't, I'm not assuming that's going to happen. Houston's uh, looked very, very good uh, down the stretch here. Tim, you kind of alluded to it, you know, with Oklahoma State running the table, um, the Big Ten is obviously going to take care of itself uh, in knocking one, if not two out. I mean, there is still the scenario that Michigan beats Ohio State, Ohio State's two losses out. Michigan goes into the Big Ten championship and loses their two loss, they're out. So that you still have essentially two two games that they could knock each other out. Um, kind of give me a quick assessment on the Bedlam game, what you think you know is going to happen there, as well as the uh, the Big Ten rivalry, Ohio State, Michigan, um, and then the uh, the Iron Bowl. What you know, obviously those are massive play-in games. Essentially, they're kind of like like uh, playing games for the college football playoff, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, we'll start with the Iron Bowl. I, I would be surprised if it's competitive. I know it's a rivalry game, but uh, without Bo Nix, I mean, you saw last weekend, I mean, they're losing to South Carolina. Uh, it, it's un, unfortunate for Auburn, uh, obviously, to uh, to be dealing with that. But, you know, for Alabama, uh, I just I can't imagine the point spreads indicating that. You know, the other two games are, are fascinating. Um, you know, you look at Michigan, Ohio State. It's funny, guys. Last two weeks, I've been on Ohio State. Uh, because you had a trendy dog as their opponent, Purdue first, uh, which we talked about on our show. Uh, I mean, that was that was in, that was easy. Um, and, and not to say it was easy that, you know, it was a lock or whatever, anything like that, but just fading the public and 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 just the way that my mind works is, you know, I love Purdue against Michigan State as a short three point underdog. They win that game outright and then they're getting 20. And everyone jumps on Purdue and Michigan State or uh, Ohio State runs away with it. And then this past weekend, you see another crooked number. And what happened? I mean, it was a, it was a terrible mismatch. Uh, Michigan State's secondary is awful, as we all know. And it got exposed. This weekend, I'm not so sure. I haven't bet this game, to be honest, uh, yet. I don't know if I will. Um, because I, I think Ohio State's going to be the trendy play. And it's hard to go against them right now. But. Um, you know, I, I like Michigan. I, I think they're a really talented team. Um, you know, they, they, I'm not, this isn't knocking Michigan state because they came back fair and square and won that game. But I think they're a more talented team, uh, than Michigan state. They've got some, you know, edge rushers that I'm curious to see if they can get some, uh, some heat there on CJ Stroud. Um, you know, offensively, I have my questions. Uh, they can run the ball well. Uh, but they can't afford to get into themselves into a hole. So, you know, at that number, I know it's going to be Ohio State, and that number's been bet up. Uh, so I'm holding off, probably not going to play that one. But, you know, if I had to guess, and, and I'll be honest, you know, in my heart of hearts, I want C.J. Stroud to just light him up because I've got a C.J. Stroud future there to uh, to win the Heisman Trophy at 30-1. to 1. So that would be the way I would be pulling in this one. And then for Bedlam, you know, I – I've been on Oklahoma a couple times. Um, you know, I, I did bet Iowa State last week, and that was a bad bet. Uh, even though, I mean, Brock Purdy, what is he doing before the end of the half? I just, 
this this whole season has been an absolute disaster. And 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 to think, you know, it's it's funny to think back preseason. And I probably shouldn't have held this perception on Iowa State, but they played a bowl game in 2019 against Notre Dame, uh, the Camping World Bowl. I mean, this was the biggest game in Iowa State history, and they got run off the field in a game that Notre Dame probably had no motivation to play and they won by 24. And it was kind of one of those situations where I've seen in recent years where, you know, Notre Dame or Michigan state or someone like that plays Alabama in the, in the college football playoffs. So I, I just, I didn't buy in fully into the Iowa state hype. I didn't think it would be this type of season for them. Um, and then, you know, UNC, my gosh, what a, what a disaster. <laughs> I mean, it, it was hilarious to think guys that, UNC, who has been recruiting at an incredible level, they lose Javante Williams, Michael Carter, uh, Deami Brown, uh, their best defensive player, and Chaz Surratt. And, oh, but they're fine. They'll be fine. And, no, they're not to that level. They're not Alabama. They're not Georgia. They're not Clemson. Um, they're just not there. So, uh, but going back to uh, what to expect in, uh, in Bedlam, you know, personally, I, I want to see Oklahoma State win this game. Um, you know, I, I know they're not really sexy offensively. Um, it's surprising considering, you know, the M.O. Of, of Gundy over his career. But this is this is their time, man. They, they've if, if not now, when? You know, you, you've heard that saying a lot. You've got a tremendous defense. You've got uh, a Broyles Award probably winning defensive coordinator there. Uh, and you got to take care of business. You got a freshman quarterback on the other side. Uh, Oklahoma has played close games, and if you win this game, you have to recognize that you know you've got a chance to go to the playoff here. So uh, I, I think Oklahoma State uh, will uh, will win this game. I'll be honest; another game that I I didn't personally bet, um, but I, I, if you made me select it, I'd probably roll uh, with the Pokes here uh, to to finally get that monkey off their back and, and beat Oklahoma. I'll say this. I don't know if Oklahoma can handle going to the, or Oklahoma State can handle going to the playoffs. I mean, they're so used to eight and four seasons. We're already at 10. <laughs> like that place might erupt. And then I think what you'll see is I think you'll see like the old uh, Vince McMahon WWF hundred year contract for Mike Gundy because I mean, they he's a lifetime guy there. If he gets him there, I think that's a lock uh, that he'll he'll die on that field. You saw that today with James Franklin. He got 10 years. Yeah. I mean, he. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, real quick before we, we jump in uh, to the Thanksgiving games, just kind of give me your your two cents on the coaching carousel. Obviously, major jobs. You mentioned Matt Care, um, you know Matt Campbell kind of underperforming. You've got James Franklin, a ten year deal, so he's off the market. But you have big names like Luke Fickle. What's he doing now? Who's looking at him? Dave Ron is being thrown out. Um, Billy Napier, obviously, kind of sounds like you know that smoke is turning maybe into some fire for Florida. Uh, what's mm-hmm. your thoughts, real quick, on that? Yeah, I think uh, Billy Napier going to Florida makes a ton of sense. And I think that would be a really high, great hire. Uh, he's done tremendous things at Louisiana. And, you know, Louisiana guys, man, they are quietly the best, you know, the, the least talked about 10 and one football team uh, ever. And now I know they play in the Sun Belt, but, you know, they're preseason top 25. They lose to Texas and we just write them off. They've won 10 straight games and they obliterated Liberty last week. That was a really impressive win. Um, and uh, we'll see if they can bring it home and win the Sun Belt. So uh, I think Florida, you could do a lot worse than uh, than Billy Napier. And look, you had the the home run hire, so to speak, last time. And Dan Mullen, uh, look how that played out. So uh, you know that's a guy who knows the SEC. Uh, he's been he's been patient. 
and uh, I think that's uh, going to be an intriguing one there. So uh, if I had to guess Napier to Florida, I think Aranda goes to LSU. That makes a ton of sense. You know, was a defensive coordinator there. I mean, one thing to keep an eye on, though, Bruce Feldman, uh, who's probably as piped in as anyone when it comes to these coaching carousels. Uh, he said USC could be a possibility for Randa as well uh, because he's from the LA area. So, um, you know, that, that could be certainly a, a, a possibility. I, I think Luke Fickle stays. Um, I think if James Franklin left, he would have immediately gone to Penn state. Um, you know, from all the reporting out there, it's there's he's very selective on where he wants to go. Um, you know, Bruce Feldman and others have kind of said there's, there's a pretty short list. It's, Obviously, his alma mater, Ohio State, if that ever came open, which probably won't ever come open or won't for a long time, uh, he would go to Notre Dame. And uh, I think Penn State would have been one that he wouldn't have been able to turn down. I don't know if, you know, Mike Bone, obviously, his former AD is is now at USC. Uh, but I just I, I don't know if he's that's the type of place he wants to go. He's got things rolling at Cincinnati. Uh, so that'll be uh, interesting to see. You know, I, I think the you know, the, the monkey or the, uh, the elephant in the room is, you know, um, LSU trying to go hard after uh, Jimbo um, and making him say no. So that could be an interesting wrinkle to all of this. Um, you know, their AD is, is one that kind of goes big game hunting and, and brought Jimbo to Texas A&M and then uh, brought uh, Kim Mullaney. It was a Kim, uh, the, the Baylor women's basketball yeah. coach. Uh, I mean, yeah. that was a big coup. I mean, I know it's, you know, it's, it's women's basketball. We don't talk about, it, but I mean, that's one of the greatest coaches of all time. And he was able to pull her away from Baylor to bring her to LSU. So I think he's going to try for a big, big name. And then uh, we'll see where he ultimately falls. You know, I'd be curious. And I, I saw, I was reading, reading up about a, a couple jobs today, you know, Bill O'Brien, I know he failed epically at the Houston Texans, but you know, he was applauded quite favorably for what he did at Penn state. So, you know, if you're Virginia tech, do you go and see if Bill O'Brien would be interested uh, to come here? Virginia tech's another one of those jobs guys that I'm very curious about, you know, who do they try to go after? Do they go just the G five route? Do they get a Jamie Chadwell from, uh, from coastal Carolina? Uh, you know, I, I said this, you know, if I were Virginia Tech, I would go to Wake Forest and and make Dave Clawson tell me no. Um, and if he does, then then I, I move on. But what he's been able to do there with less talent and less resources, and uh, that this might be an opportunity for Dave Clawson to strike while the iron's hot with Sam Hartman and, and just kind of selling high there. So, and then there's Washington. I don't know what to expect from Washington. Uh, I think Justin Wilcox from Cal would be a tremendous fit, but you know didn't have success this year. Uh, maybe Matt Campbell goes to Washington. Uh, I know his, his, you know, his, uh, his flame isn't as hot as, it, as maybe it once was, but he's still a damn good coach and what he was able to do at Iowa State. So uh, fascinating to see how it all plays out. Uh, there will always be some crazy curveballs. And then, you know, as Mario Cristobal, if Miami comes to calling, does Mario Cristobal leave and go down to Miami where he's from? Uh, he went to Miami. Obviously, that would be the home run for them. Um, but you know, they're actually playing pretty well right now. The hurricanes are, so maybe they can stick it out with, uh, Manny Diaz. So, um, you know, if I, uh, if I had to guess right now, I'll say, uh, you know, uh, I'll say, I, I just have a weird feeling that Clawson could end up at Virginia tech. I don't, I don't know why I know Whipcat Babcock's a really good AD there. Um, I, I know they want a standing head coach. They don't want to go the coordinator route. 
so that could be a, a great, great spot uh, to pull someone there. Um, and then, yeah, I, I think Aranda, if I had to guess, goes to LSU. USC, I just, I don't know, man. I, I really, I struggle with who that's going to be because Franklin seemed to make a ton of sense to go there. So I don't know who ultimately makes sense uh, to go to USC. I think you see turnover too much there, and I think it scares coaches. Uh, just to end this, because we only got about two more minutes with you, I, I think even if you're tech, you make Shane Beamer say no. I mean, he's yeah, obviously – that's another one for sure. Yeah, I, I th- yeah, what he's done – sorry to interrupt. I mean, what he's done at South Carolina I and mean, getting them the bowl eligibility, yeah. I mean, uh, to bring back the uh, the prodigal son, so to speak. And, uh, yeah, I think that – yeah, you try to make him say no too. That, that's, a, that's a great point. I think what he's done at South Carolina in one year – uh, is, is nothing to sneeze at getting them the bowl eligibility. So, um, you know, uh, maybe not this turnaround, but another name to keep an eye on maybe next year, what Mike Houston's done at East Carolina, um, you know, won national titles at, uh, at James Madison turned ECU around, get them back to bowl eligibility. So maybe not this cycle, but you know, uh, a name to keep an eye on, uh, down the road there. So yeah, there's some intriguing, uh, young coaches for sure kind of making that rise, but, uh, you know, I, for, for Billy Napier going back to him, I think, I, I think Florida makes a ton of sense and uh, you know, maybe their fans wouldn't love it at first, but uh, I think he's a guy that would, that would ultimately, I don't want to know if, I don't know if it's comparable to like Sam Pittman. Remember when he was hired at Arkansas, everyone's like, what? Why? And, and he's worked out incredibly well there uh, for the hogs. So I think Billy Napier would be a, a really, really smart hire by Florida. Excellent. Smitty, why don't you end the, uh, and the, the interview with your uh, last game of the night, the, the huge college basketball game, number one versus number two, UCLA and Gonzaga. Yeah, I mean, I'm a very – I'm just a diehard basketball fan, and I've been diving in. I'm on a little hot streak right now. Here we go. Well, Yale let me down today, Tim. Very upset with Yale. Yale really let me down. You know, when you look and they're up six or seven with about a minute something left, and then you look again and then it's an OT, and then they lost by three. Yeah, hurt. And why I went with Georgia and Tom Crean, I'm done with Tom Crean. But now let's get back to the bigger thing right now. So here's my boy. One against two tonight, 10 o'clock. What's your thoughts overall? Gonzaga against UCLA. What a big matchup. What's so it, it's going to be great. Uh, God, I love – I give a lot of credit to these coaches, man. You know, Texas going to Gonzaga, Villanova going to UCLA, uh, UCLA and Gonzaga figuring out a way to play this game. We'll get – Duke and Gonzaga later this week. So first and foremost, it's great for the sport. Uh, it really is to get these high profile games. I know you guys on the East coast, uh, it's a little late night. Uh, little. so that's a little rough, but, uh, um, you know, I, uh, I didn't play this game. It started to kind of get out of control for me, but it's always an indicator that, you know, Gonzaga is probably the right side. Um, you know, obviously these two teams played a classic in the final four, uh, turnover for Gonzaga, not so much for UCLA, but you know, no Riley is a big deal. Um, when you're talking about trying to slow down Timmy and Holmgren, um, and, and that, you know, Chet Holmgren has, has looked like the real deal so far early on in this year. So, uh, the way I went about it and, uh, we'll see if it, it, it blows up in my face, probably will. Uh, I took ball state and, uh, and Gonzaga on a money line parlay. Uh, like around minus 106 or so. So a little bit less than standard juice. Uh, I, I think Gonzaga wins this game. I, I think they've been playing really well. Uh, their win over Texas uh, was was really impressive to me. Um, so uh, we'll see what the guard play. You know, uh, they got the uh, 
the transfer from Iowa State that's been playing pretty well, uh, Bolton. Um, and, uh, you know, UCLA's got length with those guards. Uh, Ju Zhang stepped up uh, in that Villanova game. I had Villanova and felt like that was a winner, uh, up 10 late, and then ultimately uh, fell apart and, and lost it in overtime there. So um, I do like Gonzaga in the spot. I don't like it at that number. So, uh, you know, I, I'll just say they win this game. And, and you know, I guess if you're uh, kind of uh, – uh, you could go try to middle it and uh, and grab the points with UCLA. But um, I, I just – I'm fascinated to see this matchup. Um, you know, these bigger games, I, I haven't had great success betting on these high-profile games. I took Texas. That blew up in my face. Uh, I had Villanova, which was the right side, but ultimately – overtime was uh, was the death nail there so you know these smaller area games have been the ones that i've been trying to key in on uh we'll see uh, i took george mason tonight uh against nevada nevada has looked awful i took four with mason so we'll see if they can bounce back uh by the time people listen to this they might sound like i'm a big moron because that you know could be one um i took providence too virginia's looked awful so uh we'll see but uh yeah it's it's been a fun start to the college hoop season no doubt about it yeah, I'm on. I'm on the George Mason game with you tonight. Now I'm going a little. I did take the points. I took UCLA. I got him at uh, plus right. seven tonight. So yeah, I mean, I think once it got to seven, I mean, this thing opened five, five and a half, and once you got up to seven, I mean, that's starting to get pretty, uh, pretty rich. So that's why I wasn't on it. Um, so certainly uh, can't uh, can't knock anyone taking the points with a really talented team in UCLA uh, in this spot. Yeah, I got Oregon at minus two and a half against St. Mary's. Uh, okay. Day two. So those are my last three. I'm two and two right now for the day. So we'll I'm kicking myself I right now where as we're recording, uh, Wisconsin had a 20 point lead. And I I saw the second half line was Houston minus eight. So essentially Houston plus 12 for the game. And uh, I balked and now they're only down a, a couple buckets. So uh, I should have uh, should have gone with my first uh inclination there to take the points or lay the points in the second half so <laughs> wasn't able to do that one hey tim real quick because i know you got to go and we got to get you off here but uh you were at the arizona game can you mm -hmm. just really quick i'm i've watched arizona now very impressed what's your just yeah. overall quick thoughts on arizona yeah like you said i mean i took arizona that night and i was even more impressed uh, they've got a ton of size uh the big boy down low um his name is escaping me but uh big dude from cameroon um, he, he played really, really well. And, you know, it's funny you watching Hunter Dickinson. Uh, I'm from the DC area. Uh, he's a Damatha kid and he just kind of, and it might just been a bad game. I mean, Hunter Dickinson's a really talented player, but, um, I, I don't know if I came away. I was a little disappointed in Michigan. I think their, their freshmen haven't really played to the level of, uh, of expectations to this point. Dickinson, I thought was kind of out of sorts, but I was really, really uh, taken aback by Arizona in a positive way. I, I, I thought they were impressive. And, uh, I, I, you know, I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment. We'll see how the, it plays out. But, you know, I, I wouldn't be so far. Just it felt like they've got a lot of size. Uh, the guard play and the shot making can certainly get better. But, um, you know, the way that they are playing inside, the, the toughness, the physicality, and uh, I was really – uh, really impressed by Arizona. And uh, I don't know when the new poll comes out. I know Gary Parrish does that poll every single day over at CBS. I think he's got them like 15th or something like that. So you're going to see Arizona high uh, in the polls. And uh, they, they were, uh, yeah, that was, that was quite impressive. Now, you know, the two nights before they blew a lead against Wichita state and needed overtime to win that game. 
Um, but uh, they they were, I mean, that that game by by the end of it wasn't even competitive. So really impressed by Arizona. Well, Tim, real quick, uh, it's 65-63 final, uh, Houston. So that, that's definitely would have been a winner for you. Ah. <laughs> hey, we really appreciate you. We'll have to bring you on in the next couple of weeks. You know, I thought uh, you had some great points with the college football playoff stuff. So uh, let's get you back on with that, some college basketball, as that starts getting uh, full-fledged. And, um, and thanks again for joining us. Of course. Thanks, fellas. Hey, thanks, Tim. Nice seeing you again. Take care. See you guys. I'll tell you what, Smitty, I, I – I, he kind of takes the words right out of your mouth. I mean, he's so descriptive and so, so good with his words. I mean, he, he took the words right out of my mouth, you know, with the coaching carousels. Um, and I kind of like that he expanded on some of them, you know, uh, Virginia tech. I, and I meant to bring it up if we had more time with him. Gary Patterson's being linked to them, which I think is a little weird. Um, but like I brought up, you know, you make Shane Beamer say no, just like LSU makes, you know, uh, Lincoln Riley say no. So I thought that was cool. Um, I will say a coaching update that I saw right before we were on. It sounds like Sonny Dykes um, is is taking the um, – wow. TCU. TCU, I'm sorry. Totally blank. Sonny Dykes to TCU. And Rhett Lashley, the Miami offensive coordinator, looks to be the front runner for SMU. So kind of wanted to break that. Um, All that today. Read that to this afternoon also. No, no again, you know, um, you know, we're, it's just been awesome with some of the, the, the people we've got off VEASAN that's come on the show. You know, Tim Murray's been on now multiple times. Greg Peterson was on last week. He's been on. We have partner, Sean. Sean King that does. I mean, again, check out the nightcap, 10 p.m. Eastern time, um, Monday through Friday. It's Tim Murray. It's Sean King. What a just dynamic personalities between both of them are just fantastic my favorite show i tune in a lot if i can stay up during the week but uh no they're tim's awesome tim you know again dc guy so we know who he is uh and we've watched him on tv here so it's it's awesome getting to know tim and having tim on as much as we can all right let's just jump into this college football uh actually you know what we'll yeah we'll touch on a couple games that we touched with him um, one of the games we didn't bring up was the Egg Bowl. Uh, so that's that's uh, Mississippi State is actually favored, minus one, Ole Miss on the road, um, number 12 ranked. Uh, I find that a little weird that Ole Miss is, is the underdog. I mean, I guess they're, you know, saying it's a rivalry on the road. I really like Ole Miss here. I know they're, they're riddled with injuries. Am I missing something? Is, like, Matt Corral not playing? I, I just think, you know, this whole wacky game. You had this a couple years ago. The guy was – walking crawling around like the dog and urinated and then flag and then the game went i mean i think you could see some crazy things old miss is zero and two ats as a dog though this year i you know where where would i go i mean this can be a great game mississippi state i mean we again we've talked about mike leach man we love mike leach and he's just done an unbelievable job chrissy freud that was on the show back in the summertime that's doing some work with uh, Mississippi State right now. She said this, like she thought they were going to have a really good year and they have, and that's why she's dynamite too. So no Q, you know, I think it's a tough one. I, I I would probably go with you here. I'd probably take Old Miss. I would, I think this could be some points though. I, I might look at that, that over. I think the over is maybe the best play in that game. That would be over under 62. Sorry, I didn't get that in there. 
Yeah, I mean, both air raid offense, Corral, you know, he's he's going to be slinging around and running. I like that play. Um, let's talk about our biggest game of the week. Obviously, I think it is the biggest game of the week, Ohio State-Michigan, probably the biggest rivalry uh, in college football history. Uh, Ohio State is traveling to Ann Arbor and laying nine and a half over under 64. I've said it on multiple shows um, in our discussion. I think this is the best chance Michigan has. I love Cade McNamara. He really looks like a franchise or, or college franchise quarterback, you know, at that rate. Um, and I always compare like the last five rosters for Ohio State. I think this is the weakest of the five. So I really like Michigan. I like the two ends that they have Hutchinson and, and forgive me, I'm drawing a blank on the other guy. Um, I think they're faster. I always told you they always get burned on the crossing routes. Their defense is a lot faster now that Don Brown's, um, you know, out of there. Speaking of him, congrats, UMass back there. Um, I, I, UMass. Good yeah, luck. Return. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I think this is Michigan's best chance to win this at home playoff implications. Um, you know, they just beat Penn State. That's a game that they struggle with. They beat Wisconsin this year. It's, all the dominoes are kind of falling. Um, you know, in the games that Harbaugh couldn't win, he's starting to win them this season. You know, they got robbed in the Miss Michigan State game. I'll take that to the grave. Um, they should have routed them. Uh, so I, I actually am going to lay the plus. Um, I'm sorry, I'm going to take the plus nine and a half. I might even buy the half point to the 10 uh, Michigan. And uh, I might throw, as we call, pizza money on Michigan money line because I think it's a good shot to hit. Yeah, you know, until I see Michigan ahead on the scoreboard and it's zeros, I mean, listen, I'm a diehard Michigan fan. I've been for a long time. I agree with you. I mean, it's a good team. You know, the quarterback, not flashy by any means. The thing with him is, though, he doesn't turn the ball over. I think Corum comes back. I think you're going to have the, the two backs this week. You know, Haskins is a stud. Wide receivers are getting, be- you know, really better each week. Um, as you're watching, man, they really played well against Maryland. You know, Ronnie Bell's injury was a killer for them earlier in the year. If they would have had him, they would have been great. Yeah, you know, the Michigan State game, a couple calls that could have went Michigan's way. I mean, they did. I mean, did they blow it? They did blow it, and they'd be probably in the top four tonight. I still think I agree with. I think t- since he's going to be in there, but I agree. I what I I'm going to take this, and I mean. They lose, they lose. I think this is their best shot. I think the place will be crazy. I mean, plus nine and a half points. I really like it. Um, I think it will be a competitive game. All right, we're going to move on to the Iron Bowl. Alabama's on the road, laying 19. Auburn, obviously, without Bo Nix. They they had a lead, and they uh, they blew it against a really good and, and upcoming South Carolina team. Um, Auburn, six and five. You know, we brought it up on an SEC preview show. Uh, Brian Harson coming in. It was a weird hire. Uh, again, you're seeing a, a weird result, six and five. You and I both alluded to that. Um, didn't really see him as as an SEC caliber guy, uh, and it's starting to show. Um, you know, Bonex. I, I just think you have some injuries with him. I don't think he's done a really a bad job. Just no, a but bit I, consistency. I think he'll be okay here in the long run. Losing Bonex, though, that was a killer. The last oh, it, it kills him. I, I know Alabama didn't cover last week, and a lot of people thought they would beat Arkansas. But Arkansas, in my opinion, is is way better than Auburn, and I think they just route Auburn. It's a rivalry game; they're going to get up for it. Uh, you know, I, I just think that the the nineteen you're getting under three scores, uh, you know, three touchdowns. I, I could see this getting out of hand without Bo Nix there. Uh, what's your thoughts? 
Yeah, you know, I think Tim said it. I agree with you. I think this is ugly. I really do. I, I just don't think Auburn has enough. And you take take Bo Nix out of there. I just think, again, at Alabama, we'll see where they end up tonight. I think this is, hey, let's go in and blow them out. And I, I listen, I'm going to stick to my my guns here that if that they go in and that Georgia game is very close and they're winning and they lose by a point or so. I get it. I get everybody's comments. I still think the ratings, how good they are. I still think they're going to hold over Ohio state tonight. I could be dead wrong on that. I still think they're too. I think you, your scenario is starting to play out. Obviously Oregon helped that, right? It takes them out of the equation. Um, I think what you're going to have to see is you're going to have to see Michigan beat Ohio state that gives Ohio state their second loss. They're done, but then you're going to have to see Michigan lose. I think for that to happen, not to say it couldn't, I mean, you know, it it looks like Wisconsin is absolutely rolling. They're going to be playing out of the West. If, if Michigan beats Ohio state, they'll be playing out of the East. Anything's happened in a rematch. It's tough to beat the same team twice in the same year. Uh, So that could potentially, you know, play right into your, uh, your perfect scenario, um, so maybe you weren't as crazy as, as we all thought. I mean, it's like I said, it's, it's, it's a long shot, but it's, it's slightly trending your way. Um, I've been called a lot worse, Q. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see that one. Uh, we'll stay tuned and that one will play out. Um, all right, let's go to Bedlam. This is a hard line for me. I think it's, you know, we tried to guess it, uh, the other weekend and I was at the five and a half kind of close, um, Oklahoma state at home. Uh, laying four. Um, this Oklahoma team, I don't really understand them. You know, one weekend they're shouting for Spencer Rattler, then they boo him. Then they're playing with Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams, a true freshman, he makes a lot of mistakes, but then, you know, he's kind of, um, he makes up for it like with a, a spectacular play, and then you kind of forget about it. Uh, Oklahoma State, they're really throwing me off. They're usually like, like Tim alluded to, they're high flying offense, uh, pedestrian defense. Um, this year it's opposite, you know, top 10 defense, pedestrian offense, just enough to win. Um, I would like to see Oklahoma state succeed. You know, we've never seen it with Gundy. Uh, he's always had that, that two or three loss team. Um, I'm just not an Oklahoma fan. Uh, I think they're overrated. I, if I had to put any money on it, which I'm not because it's just too close. I don't know enough about both teams. I would lay the four if I had to with Oklahoma State. Yeah, under over under is 50 and a half. I mean, usually this would be a pretty high scoring game. But again, Oklahoma State's defense is extremely good. Oklahoma's defense played well last week um, with that. Now, again, Iowa State's offense sometimes can be a little, eh, you know, um, yeah, that's tough. I, there's no way I'm touching this. This is there's a lot of better games on the board if you're gonna gamble on Saturday. I, I would, if I had to, I'd probably take Oklahoma State. All right, let's jump into your Thanksgiving games. I actually love two of the games here. All right, so the first one, it's always tradition. The Lions uh, play. They're playing the Bears. Bears are currently laying three. Overrunners forty one and a half. I like the under a lot in this. I absolutely love the under in a teaser. Um, I don't know this Bears team, man. They they're not, you know, with Justin Fields. I think they're worse with Andy Dalton playing. Um, you know, the Lions in the last five, they're zero and five on Thanksgiving, so that's another thing to play. 
I just don't have confidence in the, the Bears to to lay the three. I would lean the under here. Yeah, it's an ugly game. I mean, this is re- this really ugly. And, you know, again, my under 45 or under, it played really well again last week in teasers. There was, I think, only uh, the only one that lost was the Saints-Eagles. Everything else was okay. You know, this is ugly. Andy Dalton didn't play well that game against the Ravens. That was crazy boring and just ugly and bears are two and nine ATS last 11 in division games lions one and 15 straight up last 16 home games. Oh my goodness. This is one of those. I don't know. Have a couple cocktails before dinner or for Thanksgiving dinner and pass out somewhere. I don't know. Watch this or not. This is ugly because I think I saw a stack you big golf two weeks ago through for 77 yards. And then is it whoever quarterbacked last week for Detroit? Uh, Boyle. Boyle. I think he threw for 77 yards. Um, you know, there's rumors today, a couple sites now how true this is. I don't know. Um, they said uh, the Bears coach after this game, they're going to fire him. I mean, man, that's what a great Thanksgiving gift that is. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I mean, this, this is really ugly. Well, I wouldn't touch this except you know, I'm going to with the points. It's, it's in the, it's in my system right now. I'm taking this up six more points. I'm going to take it up to 47 and a half and I'm going to take the under and I'm going to try to match it with maybe a game on Sunday in that, in that point system. So that's what I'll do. I'll give it out on Thursday. I would be extremely confident in laying the straight 41 and a half. I don't see any team scoring more than 21 points. Uh, but so that'll, uh, I think you'd be safe there as well. Um, Here's a game I absolutely love. Again, we're seeing it. Raiders, two weeks, falling apart. It's unwrapped. You called it. It's, you it's called unwrapped. it. You know, you could just see And it. I've they're, been a big dummy that's gone in the opposite direction. Well, they're frustrated. I mean, Derek Carr's, you know, given frustrating uh, interviews post-game. He, he's upset. You know, it, it's starting to take a toll, and, and rightfully so. Um, I love the Cowboys here to cover. I actually bought them down to seven just for the push, but I think they win this game by more than seven in, in all honesty. I mean, they're struggling right now. Uh, they Offensively, they've been pretty inept the last couple games. I think they turn it around. It's at home. They love this game. Um, I feel bad for the Raiders. This is, you know, I've, I've been dead on with, you know, the, the bounce back teams. I hit the Bills a couple of weeks ago. I hit the, the Cincinnati Bengals last week. Um, I think this is a team that they just absolutely destroy the Las Vegas Raiders at home on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Cowboys 11 and three last ATS last 14 games. Now here's a stat I saw today though. This on Thursday though, there's three and nine ATS their last 12. I mean, anything's possible. I just think they love the Thanksgiving game. I don't know that, you know, they're, they're, they had a bad performance last week. I think they, they reel and they get that offense firing again. Yeah. I love this. I mean, being the teaser King, this is probably one of my favorite spots of the weekend. I'm going to look, I'm going to try to match it with another one on maybe Sunday that I really like, and this might be a best bet uh, potential here. You get them down to about minus one and a half. I, I think this is great. I think they'll bounce back. Now, the only thing a little bit here, you had Cooper out. I don't think Cooper's back again. Nope. Lamb hit his head, concussion again. Now, problem is, short week, does he play? 
Now that's a problem. You take away. Now you got Gallup, so it's been back. You got the two running backs, but that takes a lot out of that. That's a little oh, scary I- on that. A little scary on that. Now in a teaser spot, though, I think they'll be okay. All right, here's another team that I think bounces back. So the Bills play in the 8 o'clock game against the Saints. Saints are struggling. Uh, I, I'm watching a show uh, the other morning, and I think, oh, it was Keyshawn Johnson was just destroying Sean Payton. He goes, man, he really thinks he knows everything. He's probably the cockiest coach in the NFL. And then you have an opportunity to sign Cam Newton, but you're going to rock with Trevor Simeon. Like, you're an absolute joke. I wouldn't call Sean Payton an absolute joke. I think he's a great coach, but I, I understand his point. Um, Cam looked a hell of a lot better in his in his first start than Trevor Simeon did and will continue to look to do. I think the Bills are frustrated. They've lost a couple now, two in a row. I think this is a bad spot for New Orleans. I think you get a pissed off Bills team. Um, I'm sure Sean McDermott in the locker room was not the most pleasing coach uh, post game. Um, uh, this is a spot where the minus six, I'm going to put my mortgage on it because I think the Bills housed the New Orleans Saints. The, I didn't, the Saints, what happened to their defense? I mean, they've got some injuries, but they got housed by Philly uh, in the in this, this statistical category. And Philly did them a favor by letting them in late, but they, uh, I mean, Philly dominated the game. See, I, I, I'm not high on the Bills right now. I think if you're going to say that about the Saints, I think the Bills are in the same situation. The Bills have not played well the last couple of weeks. I think yeah, I, really, I, I like the teaser spot here with the Saints. I really do. I think that's a nice bounce back. You get a home team up to 12 points. You know, hey, does does Buffalo have the potential? to? I Yes, and I agree with you. What, what did happen to that Saints? I was shocked that performance, but I think Philly's really starting to click right now, running the ball. So this is, this is an interesting game. The place will be going rocking. They're very good at home. I agree. Simeon's not the best quarterback. And I don't know why you're giving uh Hill all this money too overall, but I think this is a very, very good spot. I'm not saying the saints are going to win the game, but man, I love him in a teaser up to 12 points in this week. Does, does Alvin Kamara play? Do you think what's what's his status? I'm not sure. I haven't. I have to really dive into. I'll be very honest, man. Being a short week here, you know, doing the show, it's usually by Wednesday. I start getting kind of some of the information Thursday, so I'm not really a hundred percent sure on that. They really need him. There's no doubt. No doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Now Mark uh, Ingram's really helped. That was a really, I think, a sneaky nice trade to bring him back. And Absolutely. Help, it's helped some of my fantasy teams that he's got off a real bad team and got on a half decent team. So, um, but yeah, I just, you know, practice yesterday. He did practice yesterday. Did not. Okay. Uh, um, that, maybe they're holding him in. It's a short week, but that's that's not encouraging to see that he didn't even do a light practice. And I just saw, I believe, not to switch here um but i believe they just released it and if i saw that correctly tim murray was right i think it went georgia ohio state alabama and i did miss the fourth team which would have been nice to see the fourth team it went off i'll have to try to get on here but he did say that he thought ohio state would jump up to two in which they just i think did but no back to back to this game i mean this is the best I think I think overall this is the best game out of your three, and that's usually been happening. I thought it was funny today, Q, on the junkies. You know, EB really cracks me up on the junkies. And he said, Can we sign a petition and somehow just try to get the Lions 
off <laughs> Thanksgiving. It's like, <laughs> I, I'm all about traditions, but he's like, come on now. It's starting to get a little crazy here. So Ooh, here we, you want the rankings? Yeah. I love to hear. Them. All right. One, one Georgia, two Ohio state, three Bama, four Cincy. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's not shocking. I mean, and listen, I, I'm going to say it. And I kind of said it, I've really bashed. And it's, I mean, again, like when you're, when your dad call, I mean, he doesn't care about Cincinnati. He's like, man, you and Cincinnati, listen, I'm not going to sleep at night. People like trying to think of hateful things for Cincinnati. I was just, what I said to Tim was I was going off three performances against, I think not very good teams. They haven't played well. Where I, I think Michigan, and you know, Tim even said it, Q, and I, I said it one show about everybody that's complaining about Cincinnati not being in a couple of weeks ago, and I said, well, how about Oklahoma? They were undefeated in the conference, absolutely. And, you know, and someone, well, they about lost to Kansas. Well, the, the argument was, well, Cincinnati about lost the Navy. They about lost the Lane. I mean, come on now. I mean, if Tulsa. you're yeah, I mean, if you want to have this argument, I, trust me, I like I like having arguments with people. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what. Now, this this could um, this could be a one week in the force. Well, I take that back. If they'll, they'll stay four, if Ohio State loses Michigan and Ohio State flop, I think I, I think they would put. Michigan beating Ohio State. I think Michigan would jump to number two, personally. Ooh. I think Ohio I like the sounds of that. I like I think the I'll- sounds of that. You know, here's the thing, Q. And being a diehard Michigan fan, you know what's going to happen. Can I just throw this scenario out? Because this my <laughs> luck sometimes isn't good. They're going to beat Ohio State. Then they'll go in and play like whiskey, you know, Wisconsin. Yeah, and they'll lose or something. You know, it'll be so crazy like that. But And listen, I, I agree. I think Cincinnati, if the things, and Tim really, Tim broke it down so much better than I could. But they, they I mean, they have a chance. And I don't have a problem if they're in. I mean, yeah. let's see what happens. And I mean, I hope they... You know, the coach, I think, is okay. You're you're a lot higher on him than I am, and we've had that discussion. But I wouldn't have a problem with it. I mean, I'm not going not gonna to sit and boo-hoo anything about any of this. Um, we'll see what happens. Again, Michigan, if they play well this week, then it could flip. And, if you know, if, like he said, Oklahoma State keeps winning, I think they're in good shape. You know, and I, I was going off a little bit of – and a lot of people have criticized my Alabama take. Some people have agreed with me. I've had a couple of people I've talked to in text mess. And they said, hey, liked, liked what you said about the Alabama thing. I agree with you um, 100%. If that game's like they're winning and they lose by a point, I still think they could get in because just the SEC, who they are, who their coach is. I mean, again, weirder things have happened. I mean, let and then we can be done off this point. But let's go back a couple of years ago when Penn State, Won the Big Ten championship, and somehow Ohio State got in. Yep, yeah, yeah, Penn State did. And you're saying, and you're saying weird things can't happen. Trust no. me, weird <laughs> things can happen. Baylor, I think that same year was really, really good, and I think they got bypassed too. They you did. don't know what these people are going to do. I mean, and that's why, again, we've said you really have to expand this a little bit because Cincinnati should be in. These guys can't do anything about their schedule. Um, you, you know, 
you're going to have, I mean, and that's the thing about foot college football. And I've said, man, these guys losing one game and they don't have a shot. I mean, come on. These are 18, 19, 20 year old kids. That That's a long season, man. It's a tough season going into stadiums at 85, 90, a hundred and some thousand people when you're playing in front of in that atmosphere and you there's listen anybody in their life lays an egg sometimes in their job to (laughs) different things and then one and done and you have no shot that's why again i've said about march madness i love march madness get in anything can happen they need to expand it they're going to it will get better yeah i i fully agree they will um you know these one loss one and dones you know let's put it into perspective uh nick saban's what one five or six national titles at Alabama, only two of them have been undefeated seasons. So even they're losing a game um, and, and that's expected, not expected, but understood. Um, so you, you definitely, I did see the earliest, the uh, college football playoff could implement a change would be 2024 season. Uh, but I do think you'll see that. I think the only question it's not if it's when, but it's, it's how many, you know, are we going to go eight, 12 and I'll be honest. I, I'm a, I'm for the 12 again, I think it just gets the six bowl games. You know, there's, they, they want to protect the six big bowl games. I understand that that's how you do it. You protect those, um, with the 12 teams. Um, and, and again, I've never once said that an 11 seed or a 10 seed is going to win the national title. Obviously it happens in basketball. Basketball is not as physical as football. Um, but could a could a 10 or 11 seed catch a team on a bad day? Absolutely. They could certainly make it to the semifinals. Uh, and I think that would be electric for college football. Uh, you get that mini vibe. So I've always been in favor for it. Uh, but again, it's not an if it's a when and how many. So that's, that's kind of the take on the college football playoff, but I will say, I'll be curious to see, I mean, this week is robbery, right? I mean, you got, like we've mentioned the bedlam, the, the Michigan, Ohio state, Alabama, Arkansas, all these games matter uh, for the top five teams. Um, so and, the it'll sad, be- and the sad thing is, Q, not to cut you off there, I saw a thing Mike Gundy came out and said, you know, the sad thing with Oklahoma going to the SEC, this is probably not going to happen anymore. He said, I'll be shocked if there's Bedlam, the game Bedlam. And that's a shame. Yeah. You know, I think they would try to save it. Uh, I really doesn't do. sound too positive out of him. What his quotes, what I, I read this week, you know, there's, there's a lot. I, I really miss the Notre Dame Michigan game that used to get played every year. Yeah. Um, I, I really enjoy the Penn state pit matchup, uh, pit West Virginia was the back yeah. overall was fantastic. So, Hey, we got another one, the big one, this week, South Carolina and, um, Clemson. And I retweeted it the other night. Um, I think Tannehill, uh, guys doing some interviews because Steve had just a real big game yep. in that and beat them. He would, he had a great picture. I mean, check out our Twitter, uh, him holding up his Jersey, um, he said he could still get fit in it. So we'll have to, we'll have to ask him next time we have him on, if he got into that Jersey and everything, but, uh, he's a big, uh, uh, favorite of ours on the show. So that's a, that's another really big game in that, uh, in that area. So no, it's a great time. I mean, if you like football, even the ones that maybe don't mean as much, but there's a lot of games, you know, let's real, real quick here before we get off cue, you know, Florida, Florida state, a lot going on with Florida. But that's the one both those teams have to win to try to get bowl eligible. There's a lot of games this week. If you break it down, there's a lot of games. Maryland, Rutgers, both of those programs need 
uh, they're playing each other. They got to, they got to get the win. So even some of these, you know, you could say, Oh, do they, or do these kids really care going to some really kind of, I mean, I'll say it's some crappy bowl game. Some probably want to go home. Some might say I'm just done for the year. Some really want to should be competitive games. I think they do though. I, I think certain matchups, they absolutely do. I mean, like, massive game for Virginia Tech, Virginia. It doesn't mean anything in the standings. Absolutely not. But it matters with that Commonwealth Cup. You know, uh, Tech dominated for so long. Um, UVA, you know, is always fighting for it. That that matters to this state, just like the Florida-Florida State. You know, both teams obviously are playing for bowl eligibility. Florida's playing with the interim coach. Um, I'll tell you, a lot of times, man, if you look at teams, they get up for those interim coaches. They want to make those guys look good. You know, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Florida wakes up for Greg Knox and they try to put a good showing. And I think to kind of pay uh, pay tribute to Dan Mullen, a lot of those guys, you know, it was weird. They kind of quit on the field. But, you know, you look out on Twitter and a lot of the guys really did care about him as a person. Now, there's differences in the person and the coach. I understand that. But, you know, he really cared about those players on a personal level. Him and his wife would do anything for those guys. So I think to, to even though he he opted not to coach for, you know, out of distraction purposes, I, I think Florida stands up um, another. Like I said, the Virginia Tech, Virginia. I, I, I Well, not, again, I like Florida. I think that's a nice bet this week. I do too. I like, I, I think lot. they're a better. I think they're a better team. You know, we, we were on the wrong Florida state really bit us last week. Cause we, a lot of us liked BC. I mean, I know I did. You did. I think, um, I think Jason did take Florida state money line. He gave it he out. Did. Skippy was on our show from big fat winners was on. I think he liked BC Matt liked BC. So that game was a little, that really got me, um, Cause I had the BC over that was a tough one because if they would have won out, I would, have I would have won. And now I need the win at home against wake, which could be in a tough spot there to, to, uh, to push that bet. So we'll see, but I, I really like Florida. I think Florida is a really good play this week. I do too. I, I, I think UVA is another good play. Uh, I think they're a better team than Virginia tech. I mean, you and I have loved Brennan Armstrong um, pretty much all season. I mean, they have, one of the best uh, wicks. I mean, he's one of the best wide receivers in college football this year. I think he's got already 1,200 yards, uh, which is incredible. They're the only power five team to have four receivers with over 500 yards. So, you know, give them credit for that. I mean, that's extremely hard to do. And and I was telling my father-in-law this, UVA is a two-loss team with a pedestrian defense. If they just had an average defense in the ACC, they win a lot of those games. Um Obviously, they didn't, so they're sitting, I believe, at six and five. Uh, but they were in a lot of those games, and, and credit to Brennan Armstrong. I mean, that kid is electric. He'll be back next year. You know, that's that's a sneaky Heisman candidate right there. Yeah, I mean, the wide receivers on UBA is very good. That Wick and uh, Kemp, I think it's Billy Kemp, I think his yep. name is, um, is extremely good. You know, again, we joke your father-in-law with me uh, about UVA, you know, I, I love the quarterback, man. He's tough, tough kid. Wide receivers are really good. I agree with you. If they would have had anything at defense, especially in the ACC, I mean, if you look at it, it's kind of like, eh. But there's a lot of teams in the ACC that just don't, they don't play any defense. So <laughs> entertaining games. I mean, really entertaining games. So, um, but no, it should be it should be a fun weekend. You know, it's a great time of year, holiday season, a little 
little Thanksgiving meal, watch some bad football with the Lions, hopefully. But I mean, there's some good ones, the Egg Bowl that night, and then we go into Saturday and then you get the card on Sunday. So it's a great time of year and you'll have some good um, college basketball games. Again, we're big fans of that. And I've been firing a lot of games off and I'm going to continue to fire off some games here. been doing a nice little streak right now. So we'll see how the night plays out here. Need George Mason to wake up a little bit. But uh, after that big win against Maryland, they've kind of – I don't know what happened there. Yeah, well, they, it's early. I mean, they're they're a transfer team, so, you know, we'll see what they are. I mean, they played a, a somewhat decent Washington team last night. Uh, you know, that's – I say decent. I mean, Mason doesn't play the hardest competition, so Washington is a better team. Um, they'll be fine. I, I think – I like the points tonight in that. I think you'll be okay. But, um, yeah, great holiday season, great games. Uh, you know, anytime you can be with your family and watch sports, you know, that always, uh, you know, takes the cake for a great weekend. Um, we'll, we'll get out a Sunday NFL show Saturday morning, uh, so stay tuned for that. And um, we'll get this uploaded uh, probably tonight. That way you guys can get some viewership. Uh, you know, I know it's tough to listen to a podcast on Thursday, so I want to get it out for tomorrow so you can listen to it as you're prepping your food. So, that's all I got. You got anything right, else? Check out Tim. Get on VEASAN, people. Nightcap. Great guest tonight. Murray, 10 p.m. 1 8 to 1 a.m. Monday through Friday. Tim Murray and Sean King. Remember, people, we're working harder so you don't have to. Thanks for listening to the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and be sure to follow at Notebook Wagering. Until next time.